0: That's how it starts, the fever, the rage, the feeling of powerlessness that turns, good men, cruel. Welcome, I'm Andrew Dice. And I am Stephen Colbert. And this is Batman v Superman by the minute. A leisurely quest to re-experience, discuss, deconstruct, and hopefully better appreciate one of the most provocative and controversial movies of the 20th century, one minute at a time. For this episode, we have arrived at minute eight, when at long last, the building comes down. Superman makes his first appearance, I believe we can say. And this movie gets his first injection of organized religion. Yes. If, if, if somebody pitched that to you as like... This is the next show you're about to see on stage. Would you be interested or you'd be like, what? what?
1: I, I'd be very curious. I I would need to see more. I'm a god, creator of heaven and earth, and mercy on my soul.
0: So we, we pick out right where we left off with the impact from the the Black Zero, I guess like the Phantom Zone opening. Like the mm-hmm. initial opening is what triggers the shockwave that hits Bruce. And then now that you've mentioned the fireman, like I can only see the fireman and the police in this crowd behind Bruce as he like begins his little sprint. Yeah,
1: I noticed the same thing and before I talked about how they're, they're just standing around at like the end of the last minute. But it's, it's like even more kind of prominent at this point that everything has just kind of come to a standstill. And it's like at a point where... Even even the emergency workers are like, let's I don't know what the next step is. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's not meant as like a dig against like emergency workers. But I mean, in yeah, their no, defense. Like there's nothing
1: in their training that like covered this.
0: Yeah. And what they are looking at is pretty mind blowing. <laughs> right. Uh, that's why we were looking at it in the movie theater. And um, I think then we, we go from uh, from Bruce sprinting like away from the thing that everybody is staring at. I think it's like a, it's a cool visual because it kind of drives home the fact that he is on a mission of his own. Mm-hmm. At which point we return to Jack poor Jack, the, the only person left. It appears in the Wayne financial building, or at least on this floor.
1: Yeah. That's kind of interesting that everybody runs off and then I'm not sure what he stayed behind for, or if that was intentional or if he was just slower than everybody else or what's up with that?
0: Yeah, I'm, it's, it's one of the cool moments because like, it is kind of, it, like, we now watching it think that it is after the big attack, mm-hmm. right? Like, now that the sound has stopped and the machine has stopped and everything. Yeah. Having seen Man of Steel and in this, we are quickly reminded that like that was kind of the opening act to the horrifying part of of the story for Bruce in the Metropolis battle, which is like kicked into high gear when I think it took me like two or three viewings to realize that it's Superman that slams into the building Mm -hmm. as Jack is looking out the window and you see the cape. Yeah, I guess this is this might be the only time where the timeline is fudged with a little bit. Because yeah, I was gonna say because what didn't Zod give his speech speech somewhere in there and yeah and there's the the kiss all oh, right between Clark and and Lois and that understandably just skip over I su- I suppose maybe that is why Jack was in the building because it did stop for so long oh true yeah let's just add we'll, we'll be apologists for Jack <laughs> Jack O'Dwyer I think his name was mm-hmm. and then we get the very sad phone call from bruce trying to call jack again and instead of instead of seeing jack answer the phone we get the heat vision blasts, which might have been like the most vivid connection between this and man of steel for me
1: yeah well that's the point where it really like we went out of sync for a minute but like we're very much synced back up now and that was such a like the world engine exploding was a big point in man of steel but this is is kind of a much more like we know What's happening? Like, that's when Zod is just like first kind of he I think he was jumping around and like climbing buildings. And that's really where he kind of comes into the like understanding his his yellow sun powers.
0: I like your description of
1: of that fight scene, (laughs) him jumping around and climbing buildings. It sounds like King Kong. Like, yeah, I to mean, to he's New York City. he was kind of, that's what he, that's how he, he like climbed that one building. He just like jumped up it. Le- yeah, leaping along yeah, it. Yeah, almost like, I mean, almost like King Kong. Yeah. And then, uh, or like a cat. We get,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's bringing up a visual. It's like, um, like a general grievous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost, but like lateral. Mm-hmm. Super creepy. It's
1: very animalistic. Uh,
0: yeah. And then this is probably the, the part of this minute that I think is the most interesting to consider is, as it seems like jack realizes what is happening before bruce does or intuition whatever maybe he's a warrior but he prays mm-hmm. and i'm curious because in a movie that that does kind of call on a lot of god and gods imagery why this is the scene to introduce that like this is kind of a yeah. a genre of movies that that are basically like ambivalent towards god or um or organized religion in Man of Steel we had
1: yeah or it'll be a little more generic maybe <clears throat> they'll talk about like a higher power or something but this this prayer Have is
0: mercy on my soul is is a very
1: yeah it's one of the more explicit religious kind of references that I think I've seen sort of in the in the genre
0: and I'm I'm curious because it's doing something like having a human character who is about to be killed because of Superman's fight with Zod call on god not to not to save them even really like because it's given in the tone of i'm going to die because of this
1: yeah it's like he understands that it's like his time has come but he's as far as we know a a stand-up dude and he's praying for mercy after death
0: yeah it's it's almost like this is um we've kind of been talking about how bruce the the death toll for him is kind of being minimized so that it can become more potent. Mm-hmm. He's looking up at this building and is shouting Jack. Right? Yeah. He's not thinking about so that even doubles down to what we were saying before. He's obviously a meaningful person to Bruce, and I I just I find that so. I would invite people to consider you know kind of on their own terms the decision to have God. You know, like organized re- religion or, or spirituality is definitely not you know confined. To people or here like, you know, on the ground, but like the idea of organized religion and those words of the prayer are so human, mm-hmm. like it's very much of earth. And if he is, I don't, I don't even know how to put it in words. I just, I I don't have a simple answer or, or a simple take on that, but I find it so interesting that this is how the idea of God is introduced into this story as a human savior, you know, like as, as a human protector that. He is calling on to protect him from this otherworldly thing mm-hmm. that other people are going to see as a savior of itself oh, yeah so it's it's interesting it's it's also interesting because Bruce doesn't know he's giving that prayer right right like if Bruce heard him on the phone saying that, then it would. I would understand how that would inform his character. But as it is, it's almost like we're just supposed to take it away. Yeah,
1: well, and there's a sense of all the other deaths are sort of surrounded in dust and explosions and screaming Mm -hmm. and chaos. And he's in this office by himself. The music is quieter. Just the sound in general has everything you hear outside is muffled. It's sort of a moment of serenity and he's sort of treating the whole thing as as a judgment day. Yeah. Like this is this isn't just like a disaster. This is this is a moment of of uh, judgment. Like holy, yeah, it's yeah. it's a it's a, an awesome experience in like the yeah. literal sense of the word and the only per- you know the firefighters and the policemen are on the street watching it happen and so the only authority left for him to plead with for aid of any kind is is above earth.
0: Yeah. And that is to to kind of the point of this movie, I guess, or maybe the reframing of Man of Steel, which is like, you know, the usual Christ allegory, like savior. He's in a church, right? You know, like asking for advice on whether mm-hmm. he should save the world or whether he should give himself
1: up to save everyone. Yada, yada. No, Jack is asking for salvation from him.
0: Yeah. And we mm-hmm. are seeing it as he's it is wrong, like right, that this is wrong for Jack to die this way. Yeah, and Superman is directly whether he is directly or indirectly responsible for what's happening. Someone is praying to be spared the death that is being caused by what Superman is doing, and that's yeah, that is like it makes it. Um, I assume if if a person you know of of like a a similar faith or would feel per personally resonant with that moment that frames superman in a whole different light that is very tragic i would imagine it would take you one step closer to bruce's side you know Mm. like whether he means it or not he is something that people pray to not have come to them yeah that's it's it's a really cool uh because it, it it passes so quickly in the movie and it's kind of really soon overshadowed by
1: the building literally coming down. But Yeah, no, and that's cool. I never thought of it in in that exact context. But that is because the the last I mean, if you're treating it as like a continuous story, the last like really direct sort of religious uh reference or parallel you had, I think, is when when Clark was in the church asking um it had the Garden of Gethsemane parallel. Yeah. And where yeah. which is Jesus or in that case, Superman asking to be spared of the burden of sacrificing himself yeah. on behalf of the world. And so now you get to the next, yeah, the next prayer, and we get to see the other the other side of the coin, which is really the whole point of this movie is, it's, I think it's a little bit more clear here that Batman is the one that, you know, is in the wrong later on. But you get to kind of see where that perspective comes from. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Also, as you point out, for anyone who remembers, this is kind of the... It's a memorable shot in Man of Steel when the building begins to fall and Superman, like, rises and then flies and tackles Zod out of the building as it falls down around him. And one of the benefits of watching this minute by minute, I don't know if you caught it, but you can see Superman hurling Zod out with the flapping of his cape just before the building falls. I don't think I caught that. That is cool. It, it is, like, I think it is, you know, like... F- four or five frames of the movie right before um, it begins to fall. There is a jet of smoke that fires out to the side. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know if Bruce is supposed to notice that probably not, but it's cool for us on rewatch. Yeah. So yeah, one sad
1: shout of Jack and then, well, and that, and that shout when he yells Jack, I think we talked about this in one of the earlier minutes, but when he, that shot is like, the one everyone likes to use for like articles with <laughs> when like anything negative happens about Ben Affleck or Batman or whatever but if you put that like right next to the shot of kid Bruce yelling when Thomas and Martha are shot it's um I don't know. I got maybe this is looking too far into it, but how many how many ways can someone yell? But like the 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 type of like wide mouth, like it's the same Scream. facial yeah. expression. I think it it very much lines up, and it's the beautiful lie is kind of these are the two moments where it, that was kind of shattered once by a gunman and then again by Superman. Like the context alone brings right. the
0: similarity out, right? Then we get this vivid shot that has probably been. I remember this is one. When the trailer came out, I think it was in a trailer that had Bruce running down the street towards the smoke and everyone else fleeing. And I thought there is no more perfect image, you know, to get across the idea of of Bruce Wayne, of Batman. Right. And there were people at the time who had the opposite reaction saying, you know, that's dumb. It's foolish. It's silly. Yada, yada. I, I honestly feel like that gets to the heart. Like this is could not be a more potent example of both like the heroism of Batman and the foolish mm-hmm. death wish. You know, like firemen and police would be taking cover because what are they going to do? And all Bruce can do is just run into it. Yeah,
1: and he's not even suited up or anything, and he he yeah runs headlong into it. He doesn't even wait for it to pass or yeah. or anything.
0: And that that seems you know to we're going to take a little bit of a, a jump in time frame early in the movie. But I think it's probably worth considering that he is not trying to conceal this. So we can assume this is at least in keeping with who Bruce Wayne is. Mm-hmm. In the world, right? That he is somebody who uh, maybe they're hammering less on the, uh, wear thick sweaters, you know, for Superman of like, cause even, you know, I remember the first, this, this stands out for me also because I think these are the shots where it was like the first time I saw Ben Affleck as Bruce Wayne in set video. Mm-hmm. was him running down the street and i remember thinking like he looks huge like he looks like um i mean honestly it's silly because to say but he looks like the bruce wayne of the like batman animated series
1: yeah well it could be just because that that batman has always been so seemingly like hyperbolic in like the the proportions and then you kind of have you have ben affleck kind of bulk up for the role and you're like oh no that's that's he the is like, norway. yeah the chin yeah. and everything is about just the same proportions as the uh, the animated series version.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I like the, the kind of blur that when he runs into the smoke, I am almost for a second thinking like, oh maybe he can help.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, like maybe this is almost Well that's the that's the thing about like Batman is such like a fixture in like pop culture mythos that and this is something you'll hear whenever anyone talks about batman and how he should or shouldn't be is batman finds a way and that's kind of the whole thing is that's what he's supposed to do here he's like why is he running into the smoke uh, like heedless of his own peril it's like well because he's batman and this is going to work out somehow because that's what batman does. does yeah
0: and that is the end of the minute i think just before the smoke hits him
1: Yes, mm-hmm.
0: uh, we should point that out as the minute markers continue to go on. I have to say, you know, Zack Snyder and the whole team—you kind of, kind of duffed it on this
1: one. Yeah, there—it they, starts to slip here, and yeah. I think, like a whole got... two,
0: two and a half seconds,
1: yeah. maybe even. <laughs> yeah, this is probably the, there is definitely a, a, a transition point, but it is not quite as clean as the uh, as the previous minutes. Yeah, but that is. I guess
0: uh, another clean break in terms of, like, uh, the tone of what is being...
1: Yeah, without spoiling the the next episode, it's very much like a a scene transition with the smoke.
0: Well, another, another... Relatively simple minute that we found a way to talk a whole lot about. As we were saying before, yeah. I didn't remember how this could be a whole minute.
1: Yeah, if, if a lot more happens than I than I thought. I was trying to figure out when we talked about it last episode how it's possible that there's. I, I figured it was just him running in slow motion or something. <laughs> um, and no, we actually have you know we had a prayer to the Almighty. We had a Superman cameo. Yeah, Superman cameo, and so uh, yeah. very active considering I I thought that that was. What immediately followed the last scene. (laughs) Yeah, this
0: is uh, if it ends with a strong imagery of Bruce about to be struck by a wall of smoke, it's going to uh, continue amplified in the next minute of symbolism. But that will do it for minute eight of Batman v Superman. We will see everybody for minute nine. In the meantime, if you want to give us a follow on Twitter at BVS by the minute to enjoy some delightful artwork created by myself. I don't even, that sounded like a brag and it's like, <laughs> I'm just trying to showcase some of the delightful images here. Maybe I'll try to use uh, the one of Superman in it for this episode. Yes. Yeah.
1: See if you can get that. And that, that'll work great for, um, he's watching it's always him watching the monitors too it's that's that's very much something he would be watching <laughs> how did i miss the, this <laughs> yes <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah and uh yeah if you want to hit us up with a review on itunes people are adding reviews and they're being very kind and that makes us all super super happy speaking of dust and, and wind in the air uh, jimmy can you even hear us out there
1: miss lane miss lane jimmy olsen photographer you come on no no no
0: it's okay Lord. Dilan Chun to Ryan and Aqua Generalin. Ilay turagat in na da kagatan na